0: Hey mama, welcome back to another episode of Her Pursuit Podcast. I'm your host, Kacen, and I hope that the hum of my dryer in the background is not noticeable because I definitely left the clothes in the washer. Like I had started them at some point. Don't really remember how long they've been in there. I don't know. So right now, well, I had to rewash them and now they're in the dryer. I thought to myself, I really need to go sit down and record, but I also will forget about these again. So they had to go into the dryer. Hopefully you can't even hear it in the background. But today we are in episode 2 part 2 of this new series on the show. I'm so excited. I'm so glad that you're here with me because honestly, I do feel like this is the best way to kick off a new year, especially if you find yourself in a new beginning. This one is going to step on some toes, okay, including my own. So let's just settle in. We're going to get started and talk about the next step, if you will, in starting over or rebuilding. You know, in the trailer for the season and even in the first episode we put it we put it all out on the table, right? Like life has ups and downs, that is no surprise. We are going to face disappointments. The rug is pulled out from under us. We don't things happen that we didn't see coming. We're going to get knocked down and we're going to feel like we've fallen flat on our faces. But it's what you do in those ground zero moments that determine not only your future, but who you become and where you end up next. And so if you miss the trailer, if you miss part one, be sure to catch up on those first. You can pause me right here and then jump back in whenever you're ready. For everybody else, we are going to look at this next step. You recognize you have a choice. You don't want to just do nothing. You're tired of throwing the pity party. You know God is with you. You know he has a purpose for this season. You can't see it, but you, you're you ready to explore you know, this more, and and follow him wholeheartedly here, like just as you are right wherever he has you. So the next piece is very countercultural, as is most of the gospel, and that is living a surrendered life. I'm sure everyone has a different reaction to hearing that word, surrender. For me, it brings up uncertainty, it brings up fear, it brings up anxiety, loss of control. There's a lot, and it can feel really scary to decide, okay, God, I'm going to surrender everything to you. Maybe I don't even know what that actually means in a practical way, but here I am, I'm willing, and I'm going to try to live surrendered. And so the opposite of surrendering in faith is striving. And honestly, striving isn't something that I... Would have said, you know, consciously, I was aware of that I was doing. If you asked me if I thought I was striving in my faith, you know, six months ago, three months ago, four months ago, I would have said, no, you know, I'm just doing things that I'm supposed to do. I'm consistently reading my Bible, I'm praying, I'm learning, I'm growing. I think that the scariest part is that it feels like it's coming from a genuine place sometimes. Like I'm just trying to be a good Christian and follow God, and that's what this looks like. But I think if we're not careful, our good efforts can become legalistic and they can turn into striving. So at the end of the day, we know, right, like we know that there's nothing we can do to earn salvation. There are not enough works that we can do to earn right standing with God. And... (laughs) Just like as a side note, if that feels offensive or if it hurts your feelings, like I'm totally with you there. Like it hurts my feelings too. I want to be good enough. I believe I can work hard enough. I I do. I truly believe that. And I'm sure you do too. Like, I'm like, but God, I can, I can be good enough. I can follow the rules enough. I can do all the things that you want me to do. And, and I'm going to try my hardest. I'm going to do it. But the reality is, you know, we find this in Ephesians two verses eight and nine, you are saved by grace through faith, not of yourselves. It's God's gift, right? Like it's not from your works so that nobody can boast. And this thing, this salvation, this right standing with God, it is a gift. And there's no amount of work or labor or like no deed, nothing you could possibly do to earn it. And sometimes that just leaves me feeling like, okay, well then what's the point? Because like I feel like that's what I'm supposed to do, right? Like we feel like, and I think it's the world. I think it's the message of culture. I think it's just, you know, the society that we live in. We feel like we have something to prove. We have to earn our worth. We have to earn our place in the world. We have to, you know, meet these expectations. And so I don't know about you, but I'll be the first one to say that I've recognized in myself that I tend to strive in so many ways in so many areas of my life. Because, you know, I want to live up to expectations. I want to keep up. I can drive myself crazy if I'm not careful trying to figure out, like, what it takes to be enough to hit the mark. And maybe not – maybe we're not trying to be perfect, but I want to be close to it. Like, I'm trying to be as close as possible, right? Like, I want to feel like I've arrived. Do you – like, do you relate to any of those things? Because – I don't know. I'm, I'm sure that at least someone else out there relates to it. I, I certainly do. And that's why I thought, you know, this is the next part. Like, this is the next step. We have to live a surrendered life. We can't strive to earn God's favor. We've got to stop striving and working, honestly, ourselves to death, trying to just be enough. I am a rule follower. I'm a doer in that way. I want a list that I can check off. I want steps that I can follow because then I'll feel like I'm meeting the requirements of what it takes to be, you know, fill in the blank, a good person, a good Christian, a good mom, a good wife. And honestly, I think the reality of that is sometimes like subconsciously on this level, like I'm prideful. So then I can in turn say, look at me, like, look how great I am. See, I did it. Like, you know, I can do that. I can be enough. I can work hard enough. And again, I would not have been able to like say that so directly six months ago. I didn't really see my tendencies toward this as clearly as I do now. And so maybe you're there, maybe you're like I don't really know, like I don't feel like I do that. Like honestly, on my gut level, I don't feel like I'm there. And some of you probably aren't, but some of you maybe are. And so regardless of where this finds you, just kind of I don't know, ask the Lord to show you like what's the verse? I'm blanking right now. It's like test my heart, test my thoughts, see if there be any wicked way in me, basically like Putting your heart out there and asking God to to look in and reveal those things to you. So you never know. He may answer your prayer in that way and and start to show you these things. They may come up to the surface. Because for me, he rocked my world. Like this summer, I remember is when we we did this series at church and oh my goodness, it just like it was so convicting. And then even into the fall, he was like. No, Cason, you've you've gotten this wrong a little bit. Maybe you started out with great intentions, but somewhere along the way it's turned into a performance and checklist and do this and do this and every day, do it every day and don't miss a day because then you're not a good enough person or a good enough Christian if you miss. And so I can easily fall into this trap of believing that if I can check all of the boxes on my Christian to-do list and then do them consistently, which I've gotten really good at, by the way. I've gotten really good at building these habits and and being consistent. And, you know, eight years ago, it was such a struggle. And so I'm like, I don't know, is it actually, is it scarier to be in the place where I feel so far away or to kind of have myself convinced that I'm close, like closer and doing it all right? but actually like deceiving myself. We're going to get to some verses in a little bit that kind of are convicting. And so I don't know, this is definitely a struggle of mine and maybe it's a struggle of yours too. And so we're in good company, right? Like we've got to address it, put it out there, be aware of it. And then we've got to say, okay, now what, how do I fix it? What do I need to do about it? So when we're at a new beginning, something that is vital to understanding and getting right from the very beginning is a right understanding of God's grace 2 Timothy 1.9 says, He has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to His own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. And it seems so simple, right? Like it almost seems like too simple to be true, but it's not. That is that is the only basis for your salvation, for your right standing with God is, is Jesus' finished work on the cross. And the problem is, is that sometimes when i'm trying so hard to keep up and be enough and do enough and prove that i'm enough and just like i'm honestly like i said working myself to death and striving and striving and when it still doesn't feel like enough like when I, I still come up short you know those times i'm talking about there's like for me at least there's so much guilt there's so much shame there's so much disappointment in myself like disapproval of myself from all of the striving and it just not being enough because the truth is We're never going to be enough. We can never do enough to earn God's love and forgiveness. It's the opposite of the gospel because the gospel is all about surrender. I recently read this amazing book by Ruth Cho Simons, and I reached out to have her on the podcast actually for this exact episode to discuss some of the amazing points that she makes in the book, but we couldn't get it worked out in enough time to have her on for this episode. I'm hoping she can come on in the fall, but... What she says in this book, and the title of it is When Striving Cease. I'll link to it below in the show notes. This is what she says. We can't know true freedom if we expect grace to make us merely better rather than completely new. I'm going to say that again. We can't know true freedom if we expect grace to make us merely better rather than completely new. Because better seeks to measure up. Completely new requires a miracle. And I like I actually listened to some of it and I was listening to this and that quote I was like that what that is that will change your life. Like that is gold. That line is gold. Better is sinking to measure up. Completely new it requires a miracle. It requires something that only the Lord can do. And she goes on to explain that God's grace is not a self-betterment strategy. The gospel is not this idea of just make yourself as good as possible. Like this, this the self-help culture and everything that we hear being talked about right now, it's total transformation. There's such a difference there. And the moment that we grasp that truth, our perspective can change. Honestly, this Idea of not having to earn or work or strive or prove ourselves is really uncomfortable when we start like digging into it, right? Like I have to be honest with you, for years this message of you aren't enough. You know, there's there's a book out there. You aren't enough, and that's okay. That did not sit well with me. Some of you have probably read it. I've never read the book, so honestly, I it's just the immediate you aren't enough. That whole messaging, regardless of where it's coming from, who's saying it. I think it just. I think it just hurt my feelings. I think I already felt like I was getting everything else wrong. And this was just another way that I would never measure up. And that can mess with you when you're not in a good place mentally. So I just want to kind of shine a light on that right now and say, if you feel like, if you're feeling like that right now about this whole episode, or in, if any of what we're talking about is bringing up that feeling of defensiveness, because you already feel like you're screwing up everything else in life. And now you just can't even do anything to please God. It's like, what? Isn't that kind of the whole point? Like do good works, do good deeds, love other people, be kind, read my Bible, pray, be a good little Christian girl. And I think there is a difference in being a light to those around us and service, even even following Jesus and like this daily surrender and pursuit of him versus trying to be good enough and trying to do enough and attempting to do it perfectly in efforts to earn it, right? Like it's almost a a mental state of being. It's attitude of surrender, a posture of your heart, a place that you're operating from and out of. And the idea of not striving, like not trying to be enough, just completely destroyed everything I was attempting to accomplish and everything that I hoped would prove my worth in that season. is what I think, like looking back on, it's a little bit easier to kind of understand because like I said, when I initially heard it, I was like, I don't like that. I was immediately turned off. I just, it was offensive. I became defensive. And I think that that's wise because I was already struggling so hard. And I was like, well, I'm, God, I'm just trying my best. And like I said, I, I do think that there are parts of This Christian walk, this Christian life, and it can sound controversial at times. I'm just going to put it out there. I'm going to say that that's how I feel. Sometimes that it does seem controversial. That you know, it's like, well, grace, grace, grace. But then there's also things that we have free will that we are supposed to do in order to follow the Lord and to know Him more and be more like Jesus. So I, I get that. Like, let's just put it on the table. I will agree with that point that it sounds kind of contradicting. So. I pushed back on this, you know, you're not enough message. I labeled it as toxic, damning. It, it just didn't sit well with me where I was at with my my worth and my value. But over the years, God has softened my heart and I guess given me more wisdom maybe to understand what the messaging behind you're not enough actually means. And so, hopefully, We can like just kind of sit here for a minute and hopefully get on the same page. Because, like I said, as a newly postpartum mama who's barely hanging on by thread, like you're sleep deprived, you're living life in two to three hour increments. It feels so discouraging. It sounds so discouraging. It felt like you know this final blow that just like knocked me down. And I think. Like I said, that's why I resisted accepting it for so long and agreeing with it and being like, man, you're you're right. Like, God, that's right. I'm, I'm not enough. There's nothing I can do. But I've realized, and please don't miss this, I've realized that while it can be the most discouraging thing you hear all day, depending on where you're receiving it from, like what place you're kind of operating out of right now in the moment, on the flip side, it can actually be the best news that you hear all day long think about that for a second. Jesus' work on the cross, it's complete. He said, it is finished. It's done. There's nothing that has to be added to it. And when you think about it, doesn't that save you and I so much work and effort and energy and Everything like you are probably a tired mom, if you're anything like me, like at times and seasons i'm I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I'm weary, I'm worn out. honestly, the last thing that I want to do is feel like that I have to earn God's love. The last thing I want to do truly deep down is feel like I have to check out like I don't want another thing on my list, I really don't at my core, I might think that I do on the outside because it's striving, right? Like we got to prove our worth. We've got to prove it in some way. I've got to be accepted. I've got to be loved. And in order to do that, I've got to do, 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 and perform and get it right and be perfect. But God sees through all of that and he sees your heart and that's what he's after, right? That's kind of what we're exploring through this series is like, if your heart's broken into a million pieces, he still wants you to come as you are. If you feel like you're too bad, too far gone, you've done too many wrong things, where whatever it is, you're damaged, you're broken, you're not good enough, you're you're not smart enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not whatever enough, he just wants your heart. And he wants you to bring that to him. And he wants you to be honest about how you feel, where you're at, and then let him heal it. Let him heal it because he will. You know, that work on the cross like we said is finished. It doesn't say okay. And I still need you for, I still need for you to da, 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 for the rest of your life. Every single day, every single day. Now, in order for God to see you as blameless and, and holy and loved and forgiven, in order to earn all of those things, you've got to do this. It depends on you. No. And there's, it's like an exhale, right? Like this, this exhale of this deep breath that we've just all been holding. Like we can finally just let it go. And not have to keep up and not have to strive and not have to work for it. We can just surrender because he gets to be the Lord. He gets to be the authority. He gets to drive the ship. He gets to be the one in control. And yeah, there are very real feelings and emotions tied to that that feel scary and fear and all of the other things we've talked about that we both know and experience. We all experience those things when we feel like we're not in control. But I truly feel like that if we kind of just take this message and maybe reword it, maybe like flip it around, the what the message of you are not enough is actually saying is that it's okay to just be still and know. Like it's okay to do a little more being and a little less doing, a little more surrender, a little less striving, right? And I hope that it's like the biggest sigh of relief for you. Because when when I finally got it, I was like, man, this has so many implications for me. This means so many different things. This message is so full of hope. I couldn't love this message more. I don't have to be enough because Jesus is and was and always will be enough. That's it. That's all of the enough that I need in my life. And I can just rely on him. That's all I have to do. And Obviously, that's easier said than done. It's super easy to just sit here and say it on a podcast. It's much, much more difficult to to learn or to live out every single day in your life, especially when you're in the hard storms of life. Psalm uh, 23 says that the Lord is my shepherd. There's nothing I need. I'm adding lib here, but you could also say there's nothing I need to do. There's nothing more required of me. There's nothing I need to prove. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I lack nothing. I lack nothing. There's nothing that I need. And so how can you, this is the challenge, how can you take this idea of surrender and live it out practically as a busy mom with a lot going on? I think it can be as simple as a thought. God, I surrender to you. I will rest in who you say I am. I'm forgiven. I'm loved. I'm chosen. I give up striving. or I'm going to try to. Help me to stop striving. Help me to stop trying to earn it. And thank you for Jesus' finished work on the cross. And pray that every day, maybe throughout the day if you think about it. But there's so much rest found in this message of surrender, of ceasing to strive, and this idea that you're not enough. Don't let the enemy take that and wrap it up, twist it around and spit it back in your face as a way of saying that you're worthless, that you're not good at anything, that you're never going to be enough, that you don't measure up. That is not what the message is. And I'm not sure that I'll ever, you know, directly say that on this show. Like there will probably never be an episode, a podcast episode entitled, You're Not Enough because I can see how it can be misconstrued, but let's just lean into grace And just like rest in the fact that that means Jesus is enough and we can rest in that. We can rest in that. So I hope that part two has helped you in this next building block, this next step of living a surrendered life and no longer striving um, when you find yourself in a new beginning. If you find yourself starting over, even if it feels really, really rough, really rocky, really uncertain, you feel unsettled. Just cling to the hope that you have in the Lord. Cling to His consistency, His faithfulness, and allow that to carry you through, okay? You don't just get one fresh start. Like, you don't just get one redo. His mercies are new every morning. And I know that so many of us have felt like we've started over. We've had new beginnings many, many, many times. And that's why (laughs) this idea of grace is so, like, unfathomable and so amazing. So, If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show so that you don't miss the rest of this season because it's going to be so, so good. And I'm so excited to be back with you here next week. Don't forget to share it with a friend if you've enjoyed it. And until next time, just keep pursuing the Lord with your whole heart right here, right now, just as you are. I'll talk to you soon, friend.